Welcome to Conversations with Pussy. This is a podcast which holds liberating and empowering conversations about sexuality, pleasure and healing. We're focused on supporting all vagina owners to feel free and excited about having a loving and soulful relationship with their pussy. I'm your host, Grace Hazel. Well, hello, and thank you for joining me for this episode of Conversations with Pussy. Today, I get to chat to song sound doula Holly Roxanne. In this conversation, we will sensually dive into an alluring conversation about liberating and activating our royal sensuality through our voice. Now, just to let you know, this is quite the journey. We cover so many beautiful topics which are particularly related to using our voice and how our vagina and our genitals are connected to our throat. So we specifically cover healing sexual trauma through liberating our voice, empowering our sexuality through singing, breaking out the binds of judgment for our voice and coming into pleasure expressing ourselves in all of the ways, using our voice as a healing tool, and coming back to our soul self through syncing our body with the earth and nature's way. This episode is a journey which will support you, especially if you have ever carried any shame around your sexuality and or your song voice. So please get ready to feel juicy, inspired and ready to express yourself. Oh my goodness, I feel so good about having you here Holly on Conversations with Pussy Series 2. It's 1pm Ibiza time for both Holly and I and this whole morning um, I've just felt so soft and excited in preparation for this conversation that we're about to share and that comes in hand with the fact that just about two days ago I was in a literal in real life space with Holly and I was just saying to her before we came into recording that it has been about two or three years that I felt this much sexual energy this much creative energy pulsing through my system and feeling so soft in that at the same time and so I want to just introduce you in that way, Holly, to let everybody know that the work that you do is so deeply profound and has been really huge in my own journey, not only in beginning to open up my voice, but also to understand how when I access my voice, I'm also able to weave that in with my my sexuality and my sensuality and that changes things from being oh I'm just singing because I'm singing and it makes it more of a a real deep soul experience to share sound so thank you Holly for being here I'm so 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 excited to to see what wants to be shared and talked about today Thank you, Grace. What a beautiful introduction. Welcome into this space. And I'm just so grateful that 
these pieces have been feeling really alive for you and that you've been in that juice and that creative flow because that's really such an integral intention of this work to really use sound and connect with sound and connect with our voice as a way of waking up and remembering these parts of ourselves that are just really longing to be activated and longing to be remembered. So, I'm so happy you're feeling it, Mama. <laughs> <laughs> so much. Well, what I'd love to do is to get the listeners here up to date with who you are. And we've got a few questions to ask just to, to get that into a bit of structure. And the first question is, what are your pronouns? My pronouns. So I identify as her. I am femme in femme body. I call myself she. And yeah, that's that's how I identify in, in this body, in this in this lifetime, in this moment. Thank you. And can you share, I know I've just reeled off that I've been in a, a space with you just a couple of days ago, but can you share with the listeners what it is that you do? Sure. So I'm a vocal artist myself. I create music and sound and spoken word, storytelling, song, and I work with people to help them to remember and activate their soul voice. Now your soul voice is like that deep voice beyond all the story, beyond all the ways in which we might not feel like we are fully embodied in our voice. And it's like a very very pure sound and it's a completely unique sound to each individual there's not one being on this planet that sounds the same as the next so in that we carry a tone we carry a unique tone and this tone is like a soul signature it's like our call it's like our bird call and this sound is the exact healing frequencies for our bodies. And so when we can connect with this sound, we can really work with this sound as a medicine and as a way of expressing our emotion, our joy, our sadness, any waves that we're going through, we can tap into this sound to access deeper parts of ourselves or forgotten parts of ourselves and really wake ourselves up and bring ourselves into, into a wholeness. Oh, so I work, yeah, doing soul voice activations, both one-on-ones and then also groups, courses and live sessions and ceremonies where we work with the soul voice to create, and express 
Thank you so much. And I am already just bubbling with the amount of questions I want to ask you about the work you do and why you do it, because I think that the the weaving of where your voice came from and when you decided to start singing again feels quite powerful. But before I go into that, I'd love to ask, because it's Conversations with Pussy, what is the name that you call your genitals? Mm, so she has a few names, but at the moment she's really enjoying being called Sheba. <laughs> I love Sheba and the Queen of Sheba. That, that's, yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah, this vibe. She's really in her, like, anyway, in my essence, I'm quite feline and sensual and slow in the way that I move. And she's definitely, she's royal and she's lush and she's just taking her sweet time. Mm, I love this. I think that you're the first person now um, to come on this podcast to actually really have a really defined name outside of something like pussy or yoni or vagina. And so I'm really excited that you've just brought Sheba because this is the kind of thing that I, I want to almost invite folks to do is to be like, yeah, okay, we can say pussy or we can, we can name the name that everyone calls our genitals. And what I think is really beautiful is the more refined and intimate and um, in communication we get with her or they or him, we can start to really feel their character and so the way that you just described this is why I call my Yoni Shiba is just such a um for me it feels like an invitation for everyone else to be like hey if I breathe down into my Yoni or my pussy or my vagina whatever it is that I call it right now really what would their name be so thank you for bringing that my pleasure mm. And what is the biggest thing that you and your genitals, so I'm going to say Sheba, but I'm sure that back then or, or when we're talking about the biggest thing, it may not have, she may not have been named Sheba. So what's the biggest thing that you and your genitals have been through? Mm. The biggest thing, there's been, there's been a few. Um, but a really big thing was, was losing my virginity at 14. And I say losing quite purposefully because I, it did feel like something was lost. Because really before that moment, I had no real grounding or real understanding of the worth of my, of my body of my Sheba, of my Yoni. I really didn't know that this moment was such a huge moment. And it left a lot of, a lot of confusion, a lot of anger, a lot of misunderstanding, and a lot of misalignment. Sparked off a lot of situations and and a lot, and a big, chapter of my journey where I was very, very disconnected with my body in general, built up a lot of shame and I built up a lot 
of um, resistance to real intimacy, resistance to vulnerability, and a real disconnection, a very tangible disconnection to my voice. So before I, before this happened, when I was 14, I sang a lot. I was maybe starting to sing a little bit less, having this teenage, you know, awareness suddenly. But when I, yeah, when I was younger, from when I could speak really, I was singing. And then from this point, up until I was 24, so for 10 years, I would not sing. I would maybe sing from time to time with myself, but never in front of people. I pushed it away. And it was such an important, integral part of my life before and is since. So this was a really, really significant time. Um, and I'd say now I'm also entering into a new and significant time of real bloom and blossom and my body opening in new ways as I have a baby growing in my womb. So it's really, yeah, gone on, an, on a massive, massive, massive circle, massive, massive journey. And we're, yeah, we're experiencing something very new in this moment. And I'd love to, to weave something into this point of um, when you were 14, losing and you saying that word losing intentionally, your virginity, and then that being a significant point to when your voice shut down. And I will say that yesterday on Instagram, I shared um, something which was essentially saying about how I have had my voice shut down or I've been shutting my voice down. Mm. And the comments that were coming up through just me sharing a story about my voice feeling like it had been shut down and holding a lot of shame around it. There were so many folks who were like, oh my goodness, this is such a big thing for me too. When I was young, I used to sing all the time and then something happened and then it shut it down. And I very often say that it's my belief that our throat is very, very connected to our sex center. Mm. And um, my experience through this, and this is more, it wasn't from a sounding perspective, but it was from a speaking perspective, was that when I started to share about sexual experiences that I'd had, and also the experience that I was having at that time, which was present for me then, which was vulvodynia, that when I started to speak out about that, I could significantly feel how much my sex center was healing in that process. And that was through speaking with words. Mm -hmm. And what I would love to do is ask you, how do you feel and how do you see that the throat is connected to the yoni and, and how they're linked and how the healing um, happens when we're using our voice mm. so first of all they look the same if you look at a picture of your larynx of your vocal folds which is where your sound travels through when it comes out of your mouth 
it looks like a yoni. It has labia. It's wet. This is literally where our sound comes through. And all the way from our yoni, all the way up to our throat, to our mouth, is one huge nerve called the vagus nerve. It's like a tree trunk. And it literally runs through the center of our body. And this is where sound travels. So having a correlation between trauma that we've experienced in our yonis and in our sex centers through a lack of not knowing and speaking our boundaries, our values and our worth and feeling a seizing up of our throat, of our singing, of our truth, of our capacity to just simply claim who we are in the world and what we want and what we don't want is completely and utterly linked. And really when we start liberating our sex center, our voice, this work goes hand in hand. And we can really use this liberation and this new understanding of the worth of the value of the royalness of our sexuality to liberate our voice and we can use our voice and our sound and our medicine to send these frequencies down into our yoni these vibrations and really warm and melt and open because that's what it's about essentially when we experience trauma we contract and we seize and we hold and we freeze and sound and voice and truth and speaking is a way of opening up some of these parts of us that may have been frozen in fear or hidden away so they're completely interlinked and continuously dancing with each other. Thank you for describing that so beautifully. And it's again, this, this piece, which I feel that whilst I linked it to speaking, when I discovered sounding through you and really also, um, back last year in September when I started working more with channeled language, which came as a complete surprise to me. It wasn't planned. It wasn't like I was going around doing vocal toning and being like, oh, I want to start channeling. It just came. Mm -hmm. And that really was the moment when I discovered how much healing was in, not just through speech, but through actually toning, sounding and bringing those, those um, pieces into the body for deep healing and um, for moving massively huge blockages or, or pieces of energy that was stagnant in me that I didn't know were there. And just using toning and sound, realizing how much that can shift that was incredible for me. And what I'm curious to, to dive into a little bit more so we can get more of an understanding of your story of liberating yourself into your voice. But I would honestly say, Holly, you are actually, I'm just going to say you are definitely the most sensually connected 
person that I know. So whenever I am with you, I would classify myself as quite, I mean, I'm quite sensual and I believe, I mean, I'm quite in my masculine, but I can also be in my feminine. But when I'm around you, I suddenly feel like a bloke <laughs> because you're so well, um, it, it's like everything is woven together. So the way that you articulate yourself, the way that you speak feels like it comes from such a deep space within you. So when you said at that point, you know, during those, tw the, your twenties, before you started singing again, that you mm. weren't you weren't connected to your body. I was like, I can't imagine a land or a realm or a moment in life where Holly wouldn't be this sensual. So mm. I'm so interested to hear what has been your journey around really reclaiming your voice, but also your sensuality and sexuality in the process. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so. I found after this experience, I felt very awkward in my body. I felt very sticky. And I didn't feel that comfortable to really express my, my sensuality, which has always been very apparent in, in, in me as a, as a person. And I, I always felt that sensuality and for me it was really about the spaces that I felt safe to express it so I always felt really really safe with women I, or, or those who identify as women or those who identify in femme bodies I always felt really really safe in big groups and I and I come from a big family of women and I have had a really great extensive soul family and sisterhood as I have as I have grown up and it was really in these spaces that allowed me to keep that connection because I felt really comfortable being nude I felt really comfortable singing being silly using humor using my body speaking know being a confidant to people to to speak with through what things that they were going through and all of these experiences really have empowered me in many many ways there's been a lot of big road trips or trips to festivals or I feel like I want to talk about one experience um, in particular where we uh, we drove a van, we drove a red van called Gloria Deloria. She is a post office van all the way to Bulgaria with two sisters of mine for Meadows in the Mountains Festival. And after the festival finished, there were five of us women on top of a mountaintop, six including myself. And Everyone had left the festival and gone on to the pool party and we decided actually we want to stay on the land. We want to stay and just continue this connection because it's such a wild and beautiful place. And we... <laughs> we took some LSD, am I allowed to say that? Yeah, perfect. We took some LSD, amazing. And it was such an incredible experience as it always is and 
there was this wild storm that was happening, but it was circling around us. So we were just on this mountaintop. All you could see was mountains and mountains. And we really got into a conversation about what it meant for each of us to be a woman, to be a she, to be a her at this time in this moment. And talking about our bleeding, our menstrual cycles. And one of the women that we were with was speaking about how much pain she was in. She had been bleeding during the festival and she was just carrying so much, so much ancestrally and so much just in her body that it literally stopped her from moving or stopped her from even being involved in the festival. And she said, I've always had this idea of creating art around this and I see myself with a big red paintbrush pouring red paint down my body and we just looked around and we said now it's now and she was like wow I actually have red paint and a red paintbrush in my bag and at this point it started to rain and she stood out in front of us completely naked, got this red paintbrush and just squeezed this paint all the way down her body. And then all the rain started to come and, and wash and all these red lines all down her body. And we were all there completely transfixed by this moment in time where this woman was symbolizing so much for the collective in this moment. And at this point, sounds began to come out of my mouth. Light language be began to come out of my mouth, toning, sounds I didn't recognize. And it activated this part of me. And I just got a pen and I just wrote, the river ran red that day we called it and it came. Oceans of women poured down on me like rain. And then this, became a song and an anthem that I sang and I sing and it's really fed into the work and the ethos of the work that I do is being activated by truth and art and boldness and expression and allowing ourselves to really just go there and being brave in that. And what can happen when one woman does that, when one man does that, when one being does that, is they give permission for everyone else to be bold, for everyone else to speak through the vulnerability. Hmm. And so we spoke about how I, we were speaking about how I arrived at my sensuality and how I arrived at the liberation of this. It has been a continual journey, like really recognizing that there was a lot of stagnant energy and a lot of healing to be done in my womb. And I began really directly working with my womb about three years ago as um, through a course, beautiful course called Deep Inner Knowing. 
and this was a weekly transmission and emotional clearing around the room. Also working directly with any, like, some incredible teachers, including a woman called Naila Rose, who works really directly with the womb and the throat connection. Um, also uh, journeying with Ista and doing sexuality and shamanism and lots and lots of liberation coming through working in in those spaces so it's it's a continuous journey um, of many 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 different parts that have activated the creativity and the and the sensuality along the way Whoosh, the story you just told and I've got the the blessing of having Holly directly in front of me on video, but I'm really absolutely certain that that would be completely received through audio too. It brought tears to my eyes, actually. The, um, the entirety of it, but something was bubbling up for me around the rawness of it, the rawness of what happened for the woman that day who stood up and the sisters around her that said the time is now. And there's something around the fact that you were all there. It's almost like I'm witnessing it as circle and you're in the wildness of nature. The rain is pouring down and there's something in the rawness of nature washing over this sister of yours and there being such a, it's almost like to watch that from the outside would have been epic, but just to be in it, it's like that is ceremony. That is a, a healing ceremony that took place simply from the encouragement and also the bravery and the decision to say now from the woman that decided it was now. And for me, I was, I keep saying it, but then last week or this week, I was with you in a space, Holly, and there was something that really got evoked in me, which is that you do bring that sense of wildness. You do bring that sense of the raw and you interlink that. And it, it feels effortless because I actually think that you interlink it with nature, but more because you're holding nature through you. So um, when we walked into the woods uh, on Crystal Mountain in Ibiza, you were holding your drum and you were drumming. And I've had people drum as I walked into a space many times before, but there was this way that it was held as I watched the drum and I heard the drum being, um, being played, but also walking into nature and then seeing all of these women following in to the forest and starting to move and breathe and be in their body. And there was something in that that was so simple, yet it's something that we forget to do. Yes, you know, previously I'd been with you on the weekend to Crystal Mountain, and yes, we went into the, that forest, but it was different. You know, we were looking around and it's a special forest, but it wasn't being held in such a way that we were being asked to connect with the body of ourselves, which also connects us to the body of nature. And yeah, I'm reflecting on that. I'm reflecting on the story that you just told. And there's, for me, this sense of um, wanting to just say that I feel 
deep inside me that there is so much rawness and wildness within us. And I'll say it particularly as women, but it's for all beings and creating spaces for us to really access those raw and wild pieces is so needed. And when we bring that into the raw nature of our voice, which is what you do, it's taking it away from that which we have been conditioned to feel that we should sound like. And perhaps that's like the way that we have heard people sing in pop songs or um, who's classified as a professional singer. And so if we don't hear that in our voice, there's like this shutting down of the raw voice of us. And I've heard it quite a few times and I know that you speak about it. It's like, yes, we can talk like this, but when we tap into our raw singing voice, our raw sounds, it's the voice of our soul. Mm. So for me, what I feel is what you bring in is this permission for all beings to tap into something that's really, really deep within them that perhaps they had forgotten about, which feels raw and wild. It feels it feels like nature, not because it's about being out in nature, but because she is us and she is a part of us. We are wild in our very nature, in our very essence. We are made of the same matter as the earth that we stand upon. We've collected a lot of misunderstandings and confusions along the way because the systems in which we live and the systems in which we play and we walk and we work and we move are extremely unnatural so our i call it our womb compass or our womb drum or our and this is an energetic womb so we all have this this is our like our inner rhythm our beat gets really, really thrown off and congested with a lot of information that isn't actually ours, that isn't actually our natural way of doing things. So when we can find these ways and find these moments to really connect back into nature and to really sink back into that ancient original code of of living, it gives us such permission to breathe and to and to let go and to surrender to what we actually are and for me personally nature has been you know the biggest part of my of my journey back to the wild back to the soul self back to that truth because in nature we don't have to be anything we don't have to say anything we don't have to live up to this expectation or that expectation or wear a mask we just get to be as we are we get to be vulnerable we get to be naked we get to be raw and it's really taking this ethos and allowing ourselves to sink into the nature of our voices and the wildness of our voices and giving ourselves full permission is huge and it's hugely liberating. Mm. Mm, Thank you. And 
What I'd love to bring for folks who are listening, who are really feeling this within them, and perhaps it's for people who have noticed that they did stop singing at a young age, or they are frightened of their voice, or they're ashamed of their voice, or that they've received information about their, their sound, and that actually they, and then they believe that they shouldn't sing. Um, what would be your guidance for folks to begin to use their voice, to begin to share their sound, to use it as a healing tool? So, if you feel that stirring inside of yourself, that tiny little part of you that is longing to sing, that is maybe whispering, that's really longing to be woken, just start small. There's, this is such a personal journey with yourself first. And I feel like lots of the pressure comes when we feel that we have to use our voice as to deliver, to deliver something to somebody else, to serve somebody else. And actually really similarly with our sexuality, it can take a very, very similar journey. Start with yourself. Start with what if it's not about singing out or sounding out or speaking out. It's about speaking in, sounding in, singing in. So we can almost start to use our voice to begin with as a way to soothe. And just start with small sounds. Start with sounds like mmm. Bring the, the sound mmm is such a healing sound. It, it, it warms up your voice in such an effortless way. When you enjoy something or just start bringing in that sound. Mm, mm, mm. Bringing that more and more into your, to your daily life and work with how you can really send that sound into the body rather than send that sound out of the body. But just start small. That would be my piece of advice. Start small and bring it back home. Bring it back to yourself. Bring it as a gift to yourself rather than something which you have to send out. Hmm. I love that especially because so often it feels like we sing for someone or something. And I guess, again, it's this conditioning of when we see people singing, they're singing for a song or they're singing for a reason to an audience or to a person. And I love that your suggestion is actually to bring it back to ourself, to allow our sound and our song to be a medicine for us, rather than us needing it to be part of a performance or it needing to be something that is um, boxed into, let's say, a song. So it's actually just bringing that, mmm as a medicine to ourselves so that we can tune in, so we can drop into those moments that when we were experiencing pleasure. And I remember um, someone saying, I can't now remember the person who said it, but it really stuck with me. And it was before I had got into sexuality work, 
um, and we were doing some form of, of movement practice and their guidance was to make sounds like mmm. And I remember feeling so awkward to be in a group of people to just start being like mmm because it had been so hammered in throughout my life but also you know it's it's through our ancestry that to make sound especially to make pleasure sounds is only for a certain space and particularly linking that into sex it's almost like we see so much um porn nowadays that have sounds which feel very artificial and um dare i say it not real and I say a lot in the work that I do that when we're starting to sound actually from our base and actually from what we're really feeling, sex starts to sound quite different to what we are catered to believe that it's, it sounds like. And so I feel like that simplicity of introducing a simple mm to say I'm in pleasure I'm enjoying this meal or whatever it is I'm enjoying the sun on my skin is such a small but hugely liberating um, decision to start to free ourselves from the binds of of having pleasure and expressing our pleasure freely mm, yeah exactly and it really gives us that space to establish connection to establish connection to our voice as a friend not as something to fear but as something to welcome as a real gift and an offering to ourselves and we can just find those little opportunities in the day to offer our voice to ourselves this is how that connection begins and then is able to grow Thank you for that. And something that I really loved that you um, guided us to do through Free the Birds was to, when we take water, when we drink water, to sound into the water with just a sound that's there. And I wonder if you'd like to just give um, an opening or just to speak about the way that sound actually moves with water and how then that relates to the way that sound moves within the waters of our body. Mm, yeah, beautiful. So I'm really happy that you've brought water into the space because it's such an important part of, of the work that I do. And so sound literally changes the molecular formula of water. There's an incredible doctor called Dr. Omoto. And he does studies on how different words and different frequencies and different sounds affect the molecule of water and the molecular structure of water. So he does these experiments where people can say negative words to the water like hate or they might swear at the water. And then on the other side, they do things like offer a Buddhist prayer or an affirmation of love. And you can see so clearly that these water molecules, when you offer prayer of love, look like these incredible snowflake crystals, all perfect and precise and geometric. And when you say something with a negative connotation to the water, it looks all distorted, like a 
like strange deformed cell almost and when you think that then we as beings are 70% water as is this earth you start to realize that the words that you speak the frequencies that these words carry because all all language all words carry a vibration they carry their own code it really affects the words that we speak really affects the vibration that we carry and what we send out to the world and what we therefore you know tell the world what we want to receive so if we are going around thinking and speaking a lot of negative beliefs about ourselves about our voice about our capabilities about our worth this is then what we what we attract because we are changing the formula of our body on a on a chemical level as well as on an energetic level when we can fill our life with an abundance of of affirmation of gratitude of you know all of those things that really make us feel good then that's the flow that's the water that's the the way that's what we're carrying and that's then the message that we're sending out and i i work with water in you know whenever i pour myself some water i'll just sound a little sound of love or a little sound of blessing into that water a little like something like that just to activate it just activate it and, and you know offer it into my body and also when i'm out in nature and you know feeling like something what's healing or there's something in me that yeah i, I offer to the water and and sing to the water as an exchange so water is huge and the thing is what's happening at the moment with the waters of this earth is that is that they are been degraded been completely abused um and taken for granted and dirtied and degraded and in that you know i really believe that there's a direct correlation between the freedom and the liberation and the emancipation of our voices and our sound and you know if this is happening if this happens on a global scale the way in which we can work with the water of this earth the possibilities are are really really limitless so yeah sing to the water <laughs> Oh my goodness, such a huge, glorious topic that you've just brought in. And it's like, wow, we could dive, literally dive into the waters of that. Um, but I want to say that um, for folks who are listening, who are really feeling what Holly is speaking about, that there are so many glorious um, opportunities to do work with Holly now. She works a lot online. And so we'll share about 
um, the ways in which you can contact Holly or do work with her personally in just a moment. But Holly, I would love to ask my final question for you. And that is that if you could tell your younger self one thing about sex that you know now that you didn't know then, what would it be? Mm. Oh, yeah, that I would tell her. I would tell her that she is safe. I would tell her that she is so special and sacred. I would tell her that her yoni and her womb is a portal into creation and that there's no time pressure to meet anyone else's expectations of where you need to be at what point in your life. So just allow yourself to be where you are, to be soft, to be vulnerable, and only when the time feels good for you and you feel like a trust in your heart, and then you say yes, then you open, and only if you feel that yes through your whole body. Hmm. I would also say that you always have the power and the right to say no to any experience that does not feel good in your body and the only person that you have to answer to is yourself and your source and your creator but yourself that's all within yourself and that you're just so loved inside out and perfect as you are oh my goodness thank you for that and i know that when we ask this question on, on the podcast, that there's so many different um, pieces that come up, but that part around the full body, yes, and being mm. able to really know that you can, you can say no is so, um, it's something that I believe that we're all learning again, because it isn't always taught to us when we're young. And it's such a beautiful piece to bring in when we can have that relationship with our body, particularly with our sex center, to really listen in and to ask our body before we allow um, intimacy or interactions to really get that yes, because wow, I mean, if I went back to my younger version of myself, my goodness, if I was playing that out, <laughs> if I was asking my whole body, um, for a yes before going into certain interactions. Wow, how different my life would be. Um, so thank you for that reminder, Holly, and thank you for um, articulating that so sensitively. I really felt like you were, you were really speaking to her just then. I felt her. <laughs> it felt like a letter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I want to honour her as well because 
you know, nothing, no decision that she made or nothing that she did was a wrong one because all of those things are such huge integral learnings in my life that have led me to this point. And I'm so grateful to her for all, for the journey that she took. So yeah, I'm bring that in. Yeah, exactly that. And um, it's all part of our becoming, right? It's all part of who we are today. And so thank you for also adding that bit because my goodness, if I, if I was given a magic wand and I was told that I could just wave at a few pieces of my past, I'd be like, no, thank you. (laughs) We're good here. (laughs) So Holly, please share with listeners where they can find you, what you've got going on at the moment and how they can do work with you. Okay, so you can find me via my Instagram, which is Holly Roxanne Sounds. There's lots and lots happening in the world of Holly Roxanne Sounds at the moment, uh, both in terms of music that is being created and journeys that we can go on together. Um, you can work with me one-on-one doing personal vocal activation sessions. I am launching a short course, four week course in January, which is the third in a series I've been running called Mother Tongue, which is all about connecting to the real ancient seeds of our voices. And I also have a really exciting project, which I'm birthing at the moment, which is coming through. The exact date isn't decided yet. Um, And this is all about sensuality and sound. So watch my Insta for some more information on this one, because it's going to be super juicy. I'm I'm basically already signed up for that. <laughs> I do what it is, but I'm I'm there with bells on. So thank you. Um, that's great news for me as well as um, everybody that I'm sure has really felt something um, listening to you. Holly, thank you so much for taking your time to speak to us and to weave your magic. It really is like, it feels, it feels like talking to you is sometimes it's like an art form or, or the way that you speak is an art form because the way that you, yeah, the way that you use words is very poetic. And I feel that there's a journey that's been woven within this conversation that is unlike any other. So thank you so much. And, um, it's been an honor to chat to you. Oh, thank you so much, Grace, for having me and holding this beautiful space for expression. I feel so grateful and really alive. So giving you a big, big hug and kiss. Well, I hope that you enjoyed this episode of Conversations with Pussy. If you did, please do leave a rating and a review. And of course, if you're on social media, please post this to your Instagram. The more love that you can show for these episodes of Conversations with Pussy, the more that this message of liberating our connection to our puss is going to reach out into different facets of the world. So that's it from me this week. I hope that you have a glorious rest of your day.